All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is January 14th, 2021, and it is week 102. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back to Join the Midst of the Storm. And if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. I don't have any preliminary announcements or anything like that so as you can see from the title we'll be talking about the intercession of Christ so without any further ado I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message I hope you guys get something out of it. Praise the Lord everyone um, before we get too far in the message tonight we're going to say a prayer if you guys are at a place where you can join in we encourage you to do so. Heavenly Father thank you yet again for one of your precious opportunities study your word lord we thank you for just giving us the strength in our limbs to be present giving us the technology over the uh, internet over whatever form of media we we chosen or people are listening to it but we thank you for just making all of this possible lord because without you none of this would have happened but we thank you just for giving us a mindset to get our acts together the Lord, we would have been doing something else other than this had you not intervened. So, Lord, we thank you for all these many things. Lord, we're asking that you would continue to guide us, lead us in the direction that we should go. Lord, continue to help us, strengthen us, Lord. We're asking that every of our lives, Lord, we ask that you would help us to put you first, Lord. Help us to keep you as the focal point. Lord, we're asking that no matter what season in our lives, no matter what time of the day, no matter what's going on in our lives, that we will continue to remember that there is joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, help it. Help this not to be something that's just taught. Help this to be something that's truly a part of us. So, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, tonight we're uh, God's intercession, what he's doing through the life of Christ. Hold on. The mic. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even realize. All right. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, So we've already prayed and the Lord heard the prayer. So uh, we're going to keep moving from there. Tonight we're talking about the intercession of Christ. Um, we thank God for being here just for this opportunity uh, to speak with you guys for just a little while. Uh, God has been so amazing in all of our lives. Uh, No matter what we can say bad happened uh, up until this point, God has still been so merciful, so kind, so loving, uh, so outrageously amazing. Uh, And so I'm thankful for what he's doing and what he's going to do in the future. He's not finished doing what he plans to do in our lives. He has so much more in store for us. So I'm thankful for that. Tonight, we're talking about the intercession of Christ. Um, And so we're going to look at some scriptures in Second Chronicles, chapter 30 and verse starting at verse 20. And then we're going to go back up. But we're going to look at just how. Uh, Hezekiah 
he got involved in the people's lives. And we're going to relate that to Christ. If you guys uh, will. And so let's just dive into it. Second Chronicles chapter 30 and verse 20. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. Now, this is Hezekiah interceding for the people. The scripture says, and the Lord heard Hezekiah and he healed the people. Hezekiah had asked that God would heal his people. That was his prayer. And Christ, he's praying for us. We've seen him pray for Peter. He prayed for all of us that we would all be one, that we would all learn to come together and work together. Christ has did the same thing that Hezekiah has did here. But we're going to go back so we can see just what has happened in this situation. Let's go back up to verse one, Melvin. And Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh. Now, Hezekiah has wrote letters. Now, in these letters, we're going to find out what he was saying. That's what we find in Scripture, a bunch of letters written. Letters written to different groups telling them uh, what thus saith the Lord. These letters are important. That's what the New Testament is comprised uh, of a lot of letters. So let's look at what Hezekiah sent in these letters that he wrote. All right. That they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. Now, Hezekiah wrote to them to tell them, come to the house of the Lord. You know, that sounds like a good letter to me, inviting us to come and fellowship, to come and be in the presence of God. He said, come and let's keep the, fa the Passover. That's what the letter was inviting the people to do. And so for him to write a letter telling people to come and keep the Passover, that tells me that they weren't keeping the Passover. They weren't doing it. But now the Passover was so important throughout uh, the Jewish nation because this is a crucial moment that helped free them from Egypt. Now, we've, we've discussed the story before, but for those of us who don't know, it was the final straw that freed Israel from Egypt. God told Moses, he told him to tell the people, all the congregation of Israel, to find a lamb, the most perfect lamb that they could possibly find. Don't just go and grab the first thing you see. Said, find the best one that you can find. Take the lamb and slay it. He said, burn it with fire. He said, don't boil it. This, there was a certain order that God had. He said, burn it with fire. But now after that, take the blood. Glory to God. Take the blood and put the blood over the doorpost. And when the angel of the Lord, the death angel, would pass through the land that night. 
the angel was going to kill every firstborn child, every firstborn child in every house. The angel was going to do that. And so when this angel seen the blood, hallelujah, instead of entering into that house, instead of causing so much pain and destruction, the angel would pass over that house and move to the next one. And if the blood were not at that house, there was going to be some problems. And so that's where we get the Passover. It was just God passing over a house. Someone made it through the judgment. That's what it represented. And so when we move down to Christ, that's what Christ came for, to give us his blood so we can be passed over. I pray we can see this. That's what Christ came for, to shed his blood so we can have our own Passover because God is no longer accepting the blood of the lamb. I can go get all the bloods, all the blood I want to. You can go get the blood of the stake, whatever you want to get, and put it over your doorpost. It won't work today. Because Jesus has already come. So, now, what we're talking about, though, is before Jesus came. And so Hezekiah said, look, we need to remember the Passover. We need to remember how God passed over our ancestors. We need to remember how God saved us. You know, sometimes we forget how God has brought us through because of what problem we're going through right now. We don't remember what he brought us through. We're just upset because we're going through something new. We said, I shouldn't even be going through this in the first place. I don't deserve this. You know, someone told me that a while back, it's good that so-and-so got what they deserve. Friend, if we all got what we deserve, where would we be other than in the pits of hell? So Hezekiah wrote a letter and said, let's come into the house of the Lord and keep the Passover, all right? For the king had taken counsel and his princes and all the congregation in Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month. So they said, let's keep the Passover in the second month. Now let's drop down so we don't read all of this. Drop down to verse 8 to see some of the things Hezekiah was making known. Now be ye not stiff-necked. He said, don't be hard-headed. You know, we've changed that word stiff-necked today. And we say instead hard-headed. <laughs> All talking about the same thing. He said, don't be stubborn. Don't be defiant. Don't be rebellious. So he said, don't be stiff-necked. Uh-huh. As your fathers were. As a lot of people who came before you. See, we love to do what our parents did 
We love to do what our grandparents did, even when they did wrong. We still love to follow right in their footsteps. We're proud to do wrong. We say, yeah, this, that's just the way my parents raised me. That's how my grandmama taught me. That's what my great grandfather, he raised me to do that. Even if it's wrong, we're still so proud to do it. Hezekiah said here, he said, don't be stiff necked like them. Don't be hard headed like them. Uh-huh. But yield yourselves unto the Lord. Yield. That means to give the right away. We know about the yield. We know about that. We don't like to give the right away to someone else. We get upset. We say, oh, they knew it was my turn. <laughs> when we're driving and we feel someone cut us off, we say, oh, man, what are they doing? We don't enjoy yielding. But he said, yield yourselves unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And enter into his sanctuary. Hallelujah. Enter into his sanctuary. Enter into the house of God. Enter into the sanctuary so we can give him the praise so we can keep the Passover so we can continue being saved. You know, Moses told the children of Israel when they put the blood over the doorpost, he said, don't come back out. He said, do not come back out. What he was trying to show us was that we have to stay covered by the blood we cannot leave the protection of God and still feel that we have God's protection so many people leave God's protection and feel that because they once had it they still do he said don't leave it stay in stay covered by the blood so now Hezekiah is writing letters to people who have left the covering of God he said we need to go back into the sanctuary alright which he has sanctified forever mm -hmm. and serve the Lord your God that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you because God has become angry that we have left his protection you know we do the same thing we do the exact same thing you know, you can take your child when they run into the street. You don't say, come back here, come back. No, you don't talk like that when that child, get, get back over here in this yard. That's how we talk. We There's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of aggression even behind it, if you will. We say, get back in this yard. You, you're trying to get hit. You know, that's how we talk. So God is that way. He's saying, get back in the yard, come back under the protection before you get hurt. God doesn't want to see his people hurt. He doesn't want to see that. But it is us wandering off. All we like sheep. Every one of us have turned to our own way. We're wandering off ourselves. And God is still calling us back. He's still trying to get us back under his protection. Go ahead, Mel. 
Or if you turn again unto the Lord. If you come back to him. Mm -hmm. Your brother and your children shall find compassion before them that led them captive. Mm -hmm. So that they shall come again into this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful. Now this is the God we serve. He said, if you guys come back, God is going to bring some of your children back. He's going to bring them back because we find a group of people who have been taken captive, hostage. They're enslaved. He said, come back and serve God. He'll, he's going to bring your children back to you. Don't you want your kids back? Uh-huh. And will not turn away his face from you if you return unto him. Mm -hmm. So the post passed from city to city through the country of Ephraim and Manasseh, even unto Zebulun. Now these letters have passed all around these cities. The word of King Hezekiah has been spread. Now look at what happens when they hear the word. But they laughed them to scorn. But they laughed them to scorn. They laughed about this. They said, man, this is a joke. Man, this is hilarious. We're not going to do this. Why would we come back? God has already let something bad happen to us. There's no way we're coming back. We're better off doing what we've been doing. They laughed him to scorn. Uh-huh. And mocked them. And mocked them. So Hezekiah is making intercession and pleading with these people. You know, Hezekiah was the king. But if we go back, God never wanted his people to have a king to begin with. He didn't want them to have a king. It was the people and their own lust, their own desires. They wanted a king. He told them to not, not follow the ways of the rest of the world, the heathens. He told them to not follow that. But they wanted what everybody else had. We still have the same problem. We look at what everybody else have, and it causes us to be in bondage. We don't even recognize it all the time. Things we don't need. We have to get because we're looking at everyone else. We say they just got this. Now I have to get it. But we're the reason. So. God allowed the children of Israel to have a king. The first one was King Saul. And Saul mistreated the people. He enslaved them. He did all sorts of cruel things to the people. But that's what they wanted. And so now, see, Jesus, we know the Bible tells us Jesus was born king of the Jews. He is our king. That's the reason God never wanted them to have a king. We already had one. He just had not been revealed yet. And so we're searching and seeking for so many things when God has already given us that in Christ. So we find here Hezekiah 
a shadow of good things to come. He's pointing towards Christ. He's pleading with the people. That's what Christ came here and did. He pleaded with us to do right, to live right, to be holy. For God is holy. He pleaded with us to forgive, to be merciful, to be gracious. You know, Christ pleaded in so many cases, so many instances. We seen them want to kill someone who was caught in adultery. Jesus interceded for that woman. They didn't bring in the man that was caught. Now, I don't know what they did with him. But apparently they had something against this woman. They brought her in. And Christ had to make intercession. And he had to reveal to them some of those same people have did similar things, if not the very same thing. But even if they had not committed adultery, they've also committed sins. So we know Jesus told them. He that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. He interceded for that woman. He interceded. That's what he's doing even in our lives today. Still pleading on our behalf because we have did wrong. We've sinned. These people right here are sinning. They're mocking what the king said. Now, our king is Christ. They're mocking his word. They're mocking what God's will is to come back and keep his commandments, enter into the sanctuary so we can learn of God, so we can continue to be in fellowship with God. Let's keep going here, Mel. Nevertheless, divers of Asher and Manasseh and Zebulun humbled themselves. Somebody out there humbled themselves. Hallelujah. Somebody humbled themselves when they recognized their faults. You know, I believe the woman caught in adultery, she humbled herself. You know, they wanted her killed. But Jesus was so merciful, he saw someone who was willing to humble themselves. And he gave her the opportunity. He said, go and sin no more. Giving her the chance to humble herself. He said, go and sin no more. So now after these people have laughed and made fun of what Hezekiah told them, they humbled themselves. Uh-huh. And came to Jerusalem. And they did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Also in Judah, the hand of God was to give them one heart to do the commandment of the king and of the princes now, by, mm -hmm. by the word of the Lord. Now, you know, this scripture speaks volumes because it says this was the hand of God. This was God's desire that the people would come together and have one mind. This was God's will that the people would become one, you know. This was the mindset of our king, King Jesus. He prayed that we would all become one, that we would be in the world, but not of the world. 
that we would be holy as our Father is holy. That we would love one another as we love ourselves. This was his mindset, that we would become one. This is what he prayed for. He told Peter that Satan desires to sift him as wheat. The devil want, wanted to destroy Peter, and he wants to destroy us also. But we have a greater than Satan with us. We have the intercession of Christ, who is our advocate. See, Peter messed up. We People love to bring up how Peter messed up. But Peter had an advocate, which is Jesus. You know, we've messed up. If only we were so fast to point out how we messed up. But we have an advocate, which is Jesus. We have someone who is going to plead on our behalf. We just have to humble ourselves. That's what we're finding here. Hezekiah wrote to the people. And they laughed in his face about it. But someone humbled themselves. Alright, let's keep going. And there assembled at Jerusalem much people to keep the feast of unleavened bread in the second month. A very great congregation. So now, some people have decided, you know what, we're going to do what we were told to do. Isn't that what Mary told us? She said, whatever he said, do, do it. Whatever the king tells you to do, do it. So they did what Hezekiah said, all right? And they arose and took away the altars that were in Jerusalem. And all the altars for incense took they away and cast them into the brook Kidron. Let's drop down. Let's drop down to verse 18. So they began to do what Hezekiah told them to do. Uh-huh. For a multitude of the people, even many of Ephraim and Manasseh and Issachar and Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves, yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it was written. Now, there was still a problem. They did not quite do it the way God told them to do it. There was still some fault here. There was still some fault, even though they decided, you know, we're going to set out and do right. They still found themselves making mistakes. They didn't follow through exactly the way God told them. Let's keep going. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, The good Lord pardon everyone that prepareth his heart to seek God. But Hezekiah prayed for them. You know, this is the intercession that Christ is making for us. Even though we set out to please God, sometimes we still, even though we're trying our very best. Now, I'm not talking about those that say, well, everybody's going to mess up. I'm not talking about those that have the mindset that we should be messing up. That is perfectly fine to mess up. I'm not talking about those that have that mindset. I'm talking about those who are trying to do right. And somehow still fall short. 
somehow we still mess up. I thank God that we have Christ who is our advocate making intercession for us praying for us on our behalf that we would pick ourselves back up that we would still continue on in his word I thank God for that we're seeing that through Hezekiah he's seen people even though they didn't quite do everything right they were still trying to do what God said they humbled themselves the Bible said they have became humble. God can do something when we humble ourselves. He can use people who are humble, not those of a proud look and a prideful mind. So the scripture tells us they humbled themselves. But Hezekiah prayed because somebody needed to make intercession for them. Somebody needed to. Uh-huh. The Lord God of his fathers, though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah. I thank God that he listens to Christ on my behalf. Because even though the spirit of God dwells in me, even though I try the very best I can at this exact moment to do what's right. Sometimes I still fail, but I thank God that through repentance, through humbling myself, through acknowledging my own faults, I do have forgiveness because of what Christ did. See, we needed Christ to do what he did. Just as these people needed Hezekiah to intercede for them, it was going to take them. You know, when Moses' sister Miriam spoke against him for marrying an Ethiopian woman, God, he punished her with leprosy. And we find in scripture that Moses went and prayed so that she would be healed. He interceded. These are the things that Christ does for us. He's interceding on our behalf. But keep in mind, we still have to humble ourselves because sometimes we get out of line. Sometimes we mock when we shouldn't be mocking. You know, we find that uh, with Elisha. You know, the Bible tells us he had a bald head. I don't know how old he was at that time, but there were a group of people, group of children, laughing at him, calling him bald head. And there's no telling what else they said. And out of nowhere, see, God hears everything. Out of nowhere, two she-bears, the Bible said, came and devoured them. We have to be careful what things we say, what things we do, because they can get us in trouble. Miriam, her mouth got her in trouble. And she found herself in pain and agony. And so when we step outside of the will of God, we find ourselves 
getting hurt. But I thank God that we have intercession made by Christ, even though we've stepped out of the will of God, we can still come back. We still have an opportunity to repent. We just have to humble ourselves. Let's keep going here. And the children of Israel that were present at Jerusalem kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day, singing with loud instruments unto the Lord. Praise God. You know, we can have a great time. All because Christ interceded for us. He came here for this purpose. We would not have peace with God if Christ had not come and died for our sins. We would not have peace. We needed someone to advocate for us. I want to get that verse. First uh, John chapter 2. First John chapter 2 verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you. Now we find another letter. Now this one written by John. Uh-huh. That ye sin not. Sin is still the cause of so many problems. We found sin be the cause of the problem with those people. Back in Second Chronicles, they found themselves sick because of transgressions they needed to humble themselves and repent John tells us something similar here go ahead Mel and if any man sin if any man sin mm -hmm. we have an advocate with the father mm -hmm. Jesus Christ the righteous praise God we have someone who is advocating on our behalf Christ is interceding for us. No matter what time the sin took place, as long as we humble ourselves, we have the forgiveness because of what Christ did, not because of our own actions. Like I always say, we, we don't deserve that. We don't deserve that. But I thank God for him. I thank God that he sent Christ to die on my behalf. Let's get this next verse. And he is the propitiation for our sins. He is. He is the sacrifice for our sins. He is what we needed because of our wrongdoing. Uh-huh. And not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world. My God, God has no respect of persons. This is for the whole world. You know, this puts me on a level playing field with everyone else in the world. This puts you on a level playing field. I don't care if somebody can look at their bank account and say, I have way more money than you. Yeah, that sounds good. But you, friend, you also need the propitiation of Christ that makes us all even we all need that because sin money will not get you 
out of this punishment. God is not looking for our money. We cannot offer him enough money to be saved. We can't pay for this salvation. Not with our money. We can pay for it by offering our life as a living sacrifice. The way Christ offered his life as a sacrifice. Praise the Lord, Sister Betty. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Glad you could tune in. Praise him. The intercession of Christ. He died not just for you and I, for the whole world. And even when we mess up, humble ourselves. Don't forget to humble yourself. He's still pleading our case. You know, in court, when people are on trial, granted they got the right person, you know, somebody is coming against them saying they're guilty. And a lot of times, even when they are guilty, they have a lawyer still there interceding for them, still pleading the case. We're guilty. But I thank God we have the best lawyer, the best lawyer out there. He's better than Johnny Cochran. <laughs> He's the best one out. The glove can fit us. But as long as we humble ourselves, he's going to get us out. He's going to free us all because we humble ourselves. So I thank God for the intercession and the propitiation of Christ, the sacrifice that he made, because I was not able to make this sacrifice. I was not able to do this. There is no way in the world I could have did it. So I thank God for this. Because we needed this. You know, we get so high in life sometimes that we don't feel we need anything. We can do all things by ourselves. But this one thing we could not do. And so, to recap what we've looked at, we've seen Hezekiah making his plea to God, and God heard him. Jesus is doing the same thing on our behalf, and God always hears him. Always hears what Christ says. We don't find <laughs> any place where God did not hear what Christ said. He always responded because Jesus always did the will of God. He was humble. He humbled himself. He became obedient unto death. He did that for us. So I'm grateful tonight because we have someone who was willing to do something that we were not able. And we, as a matter of fact, even if we were able, we weren't willing to do it. We're not willing to take 
the beating that he took. We're not willing to take the embarrassment that he took. We're not willing to do that. We can't even take the embarrassment that we have received in our lives. And it's been nothing compared to what he had to endure. We hadn't been willing to take that. So I know I can say I wasn't willing. I know I can say that. But I thank God that he was. The Bible tells us that he was happy to do it for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He did this with a smile on his face. Now, I'm not saying he was smiling as he was being hit, but deep down, he was happy, even in pain, even with a grimace on his face inside. He was happy because he knew that by doing this, you and I would have a right to eternal life. Not because of us, but because of him. So I thank God for the intercession that Christ made on our behalf. When I sin, even when I do something that causes me to be sick, I still have God's intercession through Christ so I'm thankful for that tonight this is something that we should continue to remember this is our Passover you know God wanted them to remember the Passover as they came out of Egypt but Christ is our Passover this is the only way that we'll pass over at the judgment that we can escape eternal damnation. This is the only way. If we remember what Jesus did. So every once in a while. We have to talk about. Just how important it was. What Christ did for us. The tears that he shed. The blood that he shed. The pain that he went through every once in a while. We have to talk about it. I know somebody might not enjoy talking about this. But. Where would we be without it? You know, a lot of times we we talk about what other people have went through so we can get to where we are. And that's good. That's all good. We talk about what people went through for us to vote. Or for us to uh, go to certain places, certain stores, certain schools, whatever it is. And that's all good. But where would we be without Christ? See, we can we can vote all we want. We can go to whatever school. We can work at whatever job. We can make whatever amount of money. But what does that profit us if we die without Christ? So I'm not against any of those things. Do those things. But let's reverence Christ even more so. Let's respect what Christ has did even more so than anything else that's happened in our lives. You know, a lot of times we give honor and respect to our parents, to our spouses. That's all good. I love my parents. I love my wife. But Christ has did so much more. 
we can't we have to keep all things in perspective do all things decently and in order he said so let's keep it all in the order we would be nowhere without the intercession of Christ we would be nowhere so I thank God for you guys for bringing all of you along this journey I pray that you will continue to be encouraged that we will continue to exhort and uplift one another as we all seek to make heaven our home but we have to do our part right now we have to do what it takes to live my prayer is the same prayer that Jesus had that we would all become one that we would learn to love one another we have a ways to go now I'm not expecting the nation to do this because the nation won't do this but God's people can do this when we learn to put our differences aside because someone says I'm six foot and so and so is five five you know we feel we're better somehow Someone said, well, I'm smarter than you. We feel we're better somehow. But once we can put those differences aside, we can come together and be one. Someone says, my skin is lighter. We can put that aside and become one. All because of the prayer that Christ made. Because of the deed that Christ did. We can become one. So I thank God for all of you guys for just bringing us to this point. I thank God for that. And so at this time, I'm going to stop talking so much and turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Um, but let's remember our Passover. Let's remember the intercession of Christ. Let's remember that. So thank you guys. Thank all you guys for your comments. Um, <laughs> I see my auntie is on there. And uh, Casey, praise the Lord, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I, I greatly appreciate it. And I know Melvin does also. Um, we always appreciate you guys. Uh, just for everything y'all do. For the words of encouragement. Uh, just for the support. All the things. Um, we all need that if we're going to continue on in God's kingdom. So at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. Uh, just to echo, echo what Tony said, yeah, we greatly appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out to hear what thus says the Lord. It's always an enjoyment to sit here in front of the camera, behind the microphone, and to talk about how good God has been to us, how many chances he gives us because as Tony said earlier, where would we be if we all got what we deserve? And I know for myself, I've definitely been in those posi positions before where I was happy when something bad happened to somebody else because I felt like they've done wrong or they've done me wrong. And I was happy and I say good for them. But what if we got what we deserve as well? So I'm, I'm, I thank God for growth. In his word and his goodness and mercy, somebody said, I'm glad. Praise God for grace and mercy. 
Definitely. Definitely. He said, surely grace and mercy shall follow you all the days of your lives. And sitting here reading in the Old Testament, I can um, remember somebody asking me a while ago, what's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament? <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of stuff, mostly things are physical in the Old Testament and spiritual in the New Testament. Um, we've read before that the Old Testament is just a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, bring us to the New Testament, and is nothing but a shadow of what's to come. Um, and just like we talked about tonight, the Passover, and Tony went through and explained it thoroughly, but basically you had some blood smeared over the top of the door, and when the death angel came, he would pass over you. And it's just the same as baptism is today. When you go down in that water, you picking up the blood of Christ. Is smearing, smearing it over you spiritually now. And so on Judgment Day, God's going to see that blood just like the death angel saw it in the Old Testament. And there are no coincidences. Jesus spoke a lot of times in parables. In one parable, he said, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a great net that was cast out into the sea and brought up many kinds. And that's nothing but the ark. That's what the ark did brought in many different kinds of animals. And I know we like to say, well, I would have gotten in the boat. <laughs> I don't think so. Gotten in with the snakes and the and the roaches and the bears, bats and all that. <laughs> uh, I was listening to a preacher not too long ago and he said that he had a dream. He said God gave him this dream that he was back in the back in the days of Noah. And he was he he was one of the people that used to say, I would have gotten in that boat but in that dream, he turned around and ran so fast. And that's what the more the majority of us would do. Because Noah was preaching a foolish message in the book of 1 Corinthians. It says that God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Noah was preaching a foolish message because nobody had heard of rain at that time. Things got watered from dew that came up out of the ground. And so when we get on here and say, get baptized in Jesus name, get the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, that sounds like a foolishness to a lot of you guys. I remember very vividly somebody said, so you mean to tell me if I don't get into a, a tub and some water that they got out the faucet, that God's going to be upset with me? He's not going to let me in? And so it's a foolish message, but it's the truth because God chose it to confound the wise and just like in the days of Noah they didn't believe him and then as soon as they heard the thunder as soon as it started to sprinkle water coming from the sky they were knocking on the door trying to get in and it's going to be the same way I know we know the saying history repeats itself it's going to be the exact same way so I pray that we all take heed to the word of God and that's all I really had to say I'm going to wrap it up there and don't mean to ramble on thank you thank each and every one of you guys for the comments sister Betty Larry Roger Casey all you guys definitely do appreciate you guys for tuning in and I did have one more thing sorry <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to thank Roderick also because I didn't mention his name earlier um, but you know I do appreciate you also because I know you've been with us uh, for a while now a good while now um so i definitely wanted to shout you out uh <laughs> because i'm grateful for you as well pray praise god thank you brother for tuning in time and time again 
Definitely, thank you. Because um, when you hear messages like these, you know, we, we're not the type to get on here and say, God loves you so much, you can do whatever you want. He's going to bless you in 30 days. You know, that, those are the type of messages that we like to hear. And in uh, one place it says that we are turning, a, we're going to turn a deaf ear to the truth and going to have itchy ears. Um, I remember seeing tons of videos um, about the cursing pastor on Facebook a while ago. And then he would hold twerk contests and all that. And people were saying, see, now that's a church I would like to go to. Because it's the stuff they want to do. That's the stuff they do in the clubs anyway. And we know that God said, let there be a difference between holy and unholy. So we just have to take heed, listen to the true man of God, and to just stay encouraged and to keep going. Um, as Tony always says in his prayers, and as I always say at the end of the live stream, there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. And we always pray that God lets us have that mindset when we're going through these storms. It's easy to say that when everything is going fine. But when stuff starts happening, when your car breaks down, your house caught on fire, you lose your job, it's kind of hard to have joy during those times. But just like the apostles when they were in prison, they started singing praises to God. And then the, the Bible says it was a big earthquake that loosened their, their handcuffs or shackles or whatever. And then the security person, the guard there, was going to kill himself. And then Paul said, do thyself no harm, for we all are here. And that man ended up getting baptized in Jesus name going on to get saved now if they would have left then he wouldn't have gotten baptized and they had the the power they had the ability to leave <laughs> they were going in in the storm in the storm and they still had joy another place at the end of the um fifth chapter of the book of acts said they were they were beaten they were stoned and they counted counted it joy because they were worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. So how many of us, just like Jesus himself, when he was taking the whip, he was glad to do it because he knew he was giving us the opportunity for salvation. Um, Paul said, how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So don't neglect it, my friends. Now I'm done for real. So thank you guys uh, for the comments. Uh, we love the interaction. And we love each and every single one of you guys. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. So, as I always like to say, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we love getting new people in. And it's a great group full of people dedicated to doing what God says. So, we definitely would love to see you there. Um, you can message us for the link. And for our podcast listeners, the link will be in the podcast description. So definitely tune in. It's a great message every Monday and Wednesday. So we hope to see you guys there. Rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. Don't look at your earthly situation, but look at the spiritual side because God is with you no matter where you go. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys be blessed and I hope you enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.